are listening to Parallel Fiction, a podcast that celebrates storytellers across all mediums. Each episode, we weave together two stories within a common theme and then analyze their meaning on everyday life. I'm Heather. And I'm Jeff. And this week's theme is Christmas. Yeah, I hope everybody's ready for the holidays. I know Hanukkah just ended, so Christmas is right around the corner and then New Year's. And yeah, it's, it's been a crazy year and I can't believe we're almost at the end of it. I almost don't. I mean, I want 2020 to be over, but yeah. I like don't want Christmas to be over because I just like feel like that's all I have right now. <laughs> and I'm like trying to hold on to it. I'm just yeah. like, please don't just keep go. the Christmas spirit a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, you know, I'm excited about this episode. I think it's going to help yeah. keep my Christmas spirit I going. Mean, we've decorated for Christmas like halfway through November. <laughs> it was before been, Thanksgiving because I needed it. Yeah. I mean, I had my shopping mostly done by the time. December even rolled around, so I was lucky. I I kind of thought I had, but uh, I know a lot of people um, have packages that are still yeah me in the mail. I'm like <laughs> freaking out. I literally things that were shipped on like the beginning of the month, like things I ordered in November, yeah. and I still don't have it in my hands as of today is the twentieth, I believe. Yeah, but meanwhile, I have something from Canada that was super last minute, and you know, <laughs> came in no problem. Meanwhile, one of my packages has been sitting in Warrendale, Pennsylvania for literally, I don't know, a week now. And I'm like, come on, let's let's go. Any of our Pennsylvania listeners, if you want (laughs) to kindly nudge them. (laughs) You're from Warrendale. Yeah. Just go hit up the USPS facility, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) On our behalf. I would appreciate it. It's a small package, so keep your eyes open. Uh, We want to thank you guys for joining us again this week. Uh, We appreciate every listener we have. Um, International listeners also, we appreciate you coming back too. I know there's a lot of different time zones and and sometimes different continents, so it's just crazy to think that um, we reached out that far. But uh, if you guys are listening to us today, we're also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Simplecast.com. Yeah, and you can also find us on social media. On Instagram and Twitter, we are Parallel Fiction. On Facebook, we are Parallel Fiction Podcast. And then if you want to reach us the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Old-fashioned. And uh, send us an email. Our email is parallelfictionpod at gmail.com. We did get an email this week. No way, we did we? It was like a spammy email. Like somebody was trying to do like, I don't know, like give us podcasting. Our first Play, email. Like, <laughs> oh, God bless. <laughs> yeah. It kind of it kind of came across as like a um, like a scam. <laughs> so I just honestly, just send me a chain email. I'll be happy. Just yeah. send me something that's not spam. <laughs> yeah. Even just say hi. You know. Yeah, you know. Just, send us a Christmas greeting. Yeah. Let us know that you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody out there? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, if you guys like what you hear, uh, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That's all we want for Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sipping my hot chocolate. We're extra festive today. Yeah, we had to get extra like lights on, you know, Christmas stuff. Every- <laughs> Holiday mugs, <laughs> exactly. hot chocolate in hand. Exactly. So without further ado, you want to get down to the rocks, paper, scissor and launch into this episode? Yeah. Okay, so, um, oh, before we get into it, I'll be covering the Netflix original movie, Let It Snow. And I'm covering, so it was originally a Hallmark movie, but I read the book, and it's called Christmas in Evergreen, Tidings of Joy. Yes, and hopefully we'll bring you some Christmas spirit. But before that, we got to uh, settle this. Rocks, paper, scissors style. Ready? Ready. 
rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh, I won. <laughs> and I didn't say end this time. I didn't even cheat. Ah, that's true. But you're going to go first this time. Cool. <laughs> All right, because I want to really know about your trashy romance novel. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right, let's go. Yep, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back, and I'm going to tell you about Christmas in Evergreen, Tidings of Joy by Nancy Nagel. So this movie, it was originally a Hallmark movie released in 2019. Uh, This book was written 2020, so I guess maybe Nancy got some inspiration from watching a Hallmark movie and was like, I'm going to make this into a book. Oh, wow. So the book or the movie was around for that much longer than the book? A year earlier, yeah. Yeah, wow. Movie came first this time, so a little different for me. Yeah. And I haven't seen the movie, so we, we just found it on the Hallmark channel. I'm like, I'm maybe sure, we should hit this up. I'm sure there's some berry farm in peril or... <laughs> <laughs> no berry farms this time. Really? I mean, there is okay. a Christmas tree farm, so... Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. So our story is set at the beginning of the Christmas season, so it's kind of right after Thanksgiving, that nice time when people start getting into the holiday spirit. Our main character is Katie, and she's a writer, and she just recently published her first novel. She's currently doing freelance work as she contemplates trying to figure out what her second novel is going to be. So to try and find inspiration for it, she decides to travel to a small town in Vermont called Evergreen. And this is kind of known as like a touristy town for being over the top Christmas. Like people come all over the place to come okay, to. I'm here for it. Right? Me too. To uh, celebrate Christmas. So she's on the train and like even that's over the top Christmas. It's like decked out with like wreaths and garland and ribbons <laughs> and like. It's a refurbished train, so it's like a super old school, cute train, and you know. Nice. So it's a choo-choo train? It's a choo-choo train. <laughs> so Not one of those Amtrak trains. It's old school. <laughs> I love trains, just as a side note. Yeah. I don't know. I love traveling on trains. Good time. Oh, wow. Did you know I used to call my grandma choo-choo train grandma? Uh, yeah, I did know that, actually. Because <laughs> you live by the train tracks? Yeah, and yeah, you could okay. like hear the train from her house when I was little. So I'd be like, well, which grandma's house are we going to? My mom's like, choo-choo chain grandma. (laughs) So shout out to grandma. I love you. Um, So anyway, on the train, uh, Katie needs a phone charger. Her phone dies and she's looking for an outlet. And then she like, you know, obviously the train like jostles and she falls into the lap of Ben Baxter. And he is a resident of Evergreen returning from New York City from an interview. So Ben was also once a reporter in Chicago, and he's like still kind of on the fence whether he should continue living in Evergreen, working for his grandmother, or if he should like try to find a new reporter gig. So Ben and Katie obviously hit it off immediately, and he can kind of like sense her skepticism over the spirit of Christmas. And like, so there's this whole, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say tourist trap, but the, the town's known for this magic snow globe. Yeah. That apparently, like, if you shake it and make a wish, your wish comes true. It's like, at you know, obviously it's at the yeah, yeah, yeah. town cafe, so, <laughs> which is named, like, Chris Kringle, the town, the cafe. Oh, they could have come up with something better than that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and they're known for their Kringles, which is apparently a Swedish Scan- Scandinavian dessert. I'm interested. A Kringle? Yeah. No, I never knew that. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Get some. (laughs) So Katie arrives in Evergreen and she's kind of like wondering if this town's too good to be true. Everyone's super kind and welcoming. She like gets off at the train station. Everybody's like, Merry Christmas. And she's like, whoa, what's happening? So she gets a phone call from her mother and kind of like interrupts her vacation because Katie's mom's an editor for um, a business magazine. So she wants Katie to write an article and 
really wants it to lead to a more stable job instead of Katie just kind of like following her dreams of being a novelist because it's not a steady position, freelancing and stuff. And she's like, well, why don't you just come work for this magazine? But it's like settling. Like Katie would be settling. Yeah. So she's like very hesitant to write this article because she knows if she does, she'll get like sucked into working at the magazine. So Katie, of course, arrives into Evergreen as they're preparing for their 50th annual Evergreen Christmas Festival. So she's like wandering the town and like they're putting up the banner. And of course, it's the mayor and she's the first female mayor of Evergreen. So that's cool. Um, So she's hanging up the banner and, and Michelle, that's the mayor's name, directs her to Daisy's Country Store owned by Lisa. So she goes, she gets her phone charger. She meets Lisa, who's hanging out with um, some other townies, Hannah and Allie. And everybody's super nice and super helpful. And Hannah even drives Katie to the bed and breakfast she's staying at called Barbara's Country Inn, which sounds so much like where we got married. I like the cut. Well, the country Inn part. Yeah. Makes me so happy. (laughs) So Katie arrives at the inn and she meets Elliot, who owns Hannah's parents' old business, the Turner Tinker Shop, which is where people would go to get like repairs done on like, you know, miscellaneous items. And they tell her about the town's longest running rumor that there's this Christmas time capsule mm-hmm. and like that immediately kind of sparks some inspiration That's for pretty cool. Right. <laughs> it sparks like some inspiration for Katie's um, possible article for her mom and maybe even like a new novel. She's like, it's like very jazzed up about that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny if it was just like Christmas stuff from 50 years ago, but like, Ooh. But, but like it would make a difference. Cause Santa hats like haven't changed. in 50 years. <laughs> like, Tyna, Santa hats are timeless. They buried it. They're like, Oh man, I wonder what Santa's going to look like. In 50 <laughs> years. <laughs> Maybe Santa will be all modern. Yeah. Like, I wonder uh, what Santa will look like in 50 years. I don't know. Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's another Christmas classic yeah. now I would say. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Shout out to Christmas Chronicles. If you haven't seen that on Netflix, hit that up. That's a good watch. Um, so anyway, Katie's exploring the town the next morning and she comes across the town library. And that's where she discovers Ben from the train. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's reading to a group of children because, you know, he's just a really great he's just guy. He's a good dude. He's just a good dude. <laughs> of course. Turns out uh, Ben's grandmother, Nan, is the one who owns the library. It was like, you know, she set up this whole like kind of yeah. makeshift library and it's like you know, grown over the years. And sounds like the town from Hot Fuzz <laughs> so far. <laughs> so, you know, the sparks are flying and everything, but, you know, he's kind of also a little defensive when he finds out that she's actually a reporter writing about the town because he's like very protective over Evergreen. So then kind of during this convo, David, who is like a young teenager and also the son of the mayor's boyfriend, Thomas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of characters in the story, and I'm definitely not going to talk about all of them. Yeah, no, mine too. <laughs> Don't worry and about I it. I think, well, the thing with mine is the Christmas and Evergreen is like a series on Hallmark. Uh, so I think there's probably other books too. Yeah. And it's like the other characters in the story, like, a, you know, had a, their main stories too. Yeah, yeah. So David, back to David, he is telling Ben, oh, we have to go to our historical society meeting. And like Katie kind of sweet talks her way into it. She, yeah. Like Ben was like, no, you can't come. Like you're not an evergreen citizen. She's like, I want to see that capsule. Yeah. She's like, I want to know. <laughs> so actually they, yeah, they get there and they're all talking about the rumored Christmas time capsule, but nobody seems to know much about it. They don't know really what it is and how to find it. There's really no clues right now. So the meeting ends and Katie and Ben are talking after and they kind of have a little tiff because Ben says that Christmas in the city 
is like cynical. Like everybody's cynical that celebrates Christmas in the city. It's not like a real celebration. No shots fired. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and Katie says Christmas in Evergreen is too good to be true and thinks that the magic is kind of all fabricated as like a marketing tactic. Yeah. Like it's all just. Hallmark Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <From a> Hallmark movie. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So then while this is happening, they hear screams and they run into the cafe and they find out that Hannah, uh, that was the one who drove uh, Katie. <laughs> oh, my God. Too many characters in this to the inn originally. So Hannah, anyway, dropped the magic snow globe and it broke. Oh, so no. everybody's freaking oh, no. out. Burn the witch. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? The magic snow globe. But of course, Elliot's a glass blower, so he can fix it, which ha- oh. is what ends up happening. But. The breaking of the snow globe actually ends up being a good thing because they find on the bottom of the horse and carriage was like a key. And they're like, huh, that's interesting. And then they go to like the real like sleigh horse and carriage in town. And it turns out there's a key under there. And then they find the hole that the key goes in. And oh, my gosh, it's the magic Christmas. That was quick. Capsule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets obviously this is more spread yeah. out than the way I'm condensing it. So it was the spirit of Christmas in the time capsule. It was actually an advent calendar. Oh. So. Past. <laughs> <That's what laughs> all the candy's gross by now. So not a real advent calendar okay. that you're thinking of with chocolate. So it was created 50 years ago by the townspeople after there was a really big, huge Christmas blizzard. And it kept them all snowed in like for months. Like there yeah. was so much snow, nobody could get to the town. So they like all came together and they were like, got creative. Basically it- like quarantine. Yeah. There's like three details in this story that change it from being a Stephen King book <laughs> so far. Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> Might as well be talking about The Shining. Yeah, right I know, now. right? So this huge Christmas time capsule, you know, the town's all jazzed up about it and they decide they're going to open one box per day. Like it's huge. Like it's a wall mural, basically. So everybody's all excited and the owner of the inn is like, oh, let's go bake Christmas cookies. Yay. Celebrate. So... They round up the gang and they all, you know, go over to the inn to make some Christmas cookies, including Katie and Ben. And they kind of patch up their earlier tiff when they were fighting about cynical Christmas and all that stuff. They have a really good time together. Katie talks about how she's never baked cookies before, (laughs) like Christmas cookies. Oh, I was like, ever? (laughs) Like, I've (laughs) baked cookies before. (laughs) (laughs) I guess her, like, extent of her Christmas cookie baking was like the slice kind of cookies. Oh, yeah. yeah. The chemical roll. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still really good. Yeah. You know. But, you know, also doesn't compare to some homemade gingerbread cookies. Yeah, no. <laughs> and she also kind of talks about her parents' divorce and how that kind of made her Christmas change. Like her dad like wasn't in the picture anymore. It's just been like her and her mom for forever. And they just keep things like super easy. They just like do takeout. They don't go over the top for Christmas. And it kind of explains why she's like kind of skeptical about the whole thing. Yeah. The next day, Ben and Katie are doing some writing at Ben's library. Katie accidentally prints a page of the article that her mom wants for the uh, business magazine. So she like had been kind of working on it and it's about how Evergreen uses Christmas to boost its economy. Katie really didn't want to write about this, but her mom loved the idea. So she just kind of did like a short little overview to appease her mom, but she forgets that she printed it and it's in the paper. So of course. Tensions fly. Oh yeah. Of course Ben finds (laughs) it and confronts her about exploiting the town. Yeah. And Katie feels horrible, especially because that's not really what she wants to write about. Yeah. So she's also finding that after like baking cookies and spending time with Ben, she's finding herself falling in love with Evergreen, Christmas and Ben, of course. (laughs) 
So Katie invites Ben to go ice skating with her, which is like one of the events of the day from the advent calendar. Like it was like and they pull out like an ice skate and it's like everybody has to go ice skating at the town pond today. (laughs) That'd be weird. Like I'm just thinking like something weird's tucked in there, like an old timey. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's definitely an old timey like hat. Yeah. There's definitely like there, there's something with a hat that happens, but yeah, <laughs> like play chicken at Hangman's Cliff, like, <laughs> just like just like an old rebel without a cause street race or something. I'm just like picturing like my childhood town doing this, and I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Well, actually, no, if it was 50 years ago, it'd be. It was like 1969. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's not as old as you think. Oh yeah, I'm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking like, Mercy, <laughs> like, like kind of old timey, but yeah. If it was 1969, it'd be like, smoke a doobie <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so anyway, uh, ice skating goes well and, you know, they're falling in love and all that fun stuff. And of course, the next day is Katie's last day of vacation. And somehow her name gets picked to open up the advent calendar. And the activity is like, your choice today. You pick something that you love from your childhood. <laughs> and she's like, I always liked making snowmen. Let's go. Make snowmen. So everybody in town makes snowmen together. That'd be so creepy if you're a passerby. So terrifying. You, like, don't know anything about this town. There's just snowmen everywhere. You just like walk in the park and it's literally just like a hundred snowmen. Just yeah. like. And like not everybody's good at making snowmen. So right? you know some of them are like. In, it's like, just this, like a scary army of snowmen. Like in the sci-fi movies when they go into like the lab with the not all the way made monsters. And they're like, yeah, kill me. Like, like <laughs> there's no, no, like no carrot noses on some of them and oh, like God. no sticks for arms. You know, it's probably like probably kind of creepy, actually. Dude, yeah. maybe this is secretly a Halloween book. <laughs> I don't know. So, of course, now she has to go back to the train station to go home to New York City. And Ben takes Katie to the train station. They have like a super awkward goodbye where Katie's like secretly wishing he'll ask her to stay. And he's wishing she decides not to go. But she still boards the train and heads back to New York City. And she's like missing Ben and Evergreen the whole time. Meanwhile, Nan, that's Ben's grandma, secretly sends in a completed application for a reporter job in New York City for Ben. Ben gets the interview and decides to go. He texts Katie for lunch plans. And of course, this is Christmas Eve because, duh. Um, they get there. Lunch goes really well. And Katie takes Ben to her mom's office holiday party. They have an awesome time. But Ben has to leave to get back to Evergreen because he can't spend Christmas away from Evergreen. <laughs> or he'll turn into a, right. a or snowman for real. <laughs> <laughs> the curse will be broken. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, they walk to Rockefeller Center, see the tree, the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center, and they kiss in front of the tree, their first kiss. And even though they want to keep their Christmas tradition separate because Katie can't leave her mom in the city and Ben wants to be an evergreen, they decide that this isn't goodbye. So now it's Christmas. Ben's back in evergreen. And it's the last day of the uh, Christmas Christmas advent time capsule and like evergreens Christmas festival and everything. Katie surprises Ben by showing up with her mom to start new traditions. Huh. And of course, Katie's mom, editor of the business magazine, read some of Ben's writing and loves it and then offers him a job. They open up the time capsule and it says, let's refill the boxes, seal up the wall, and then we're going to send a Merry Christmas to Evergreen in 50 more years. <laughs> so the story ends with Ben and Katie living in New York City. Ben's doing an awesome job at the magazine. Katie wrote her second novel and it's set in Evergreen. And they all live happily ever after. Wow. 
So, yeah, it, I mean, cute story. It was yeah. super predictable, but, you know. It's, yeah, we'll get into that in yeah. analysis, actually. Yes, <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, very cool. I'm interested. I'll watch the movie with you. Nice. Right. Are you ready uh, to tell me about Let It Snow? Yes, I am. All right, let's <laughs> go. Take a few seconds and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, talk about Let It Snow. Yeah, so my story this week is Let It Snow, which is a Netflix original movie. It is also based off of a book. But I was just going to say. The book came first. <laughs> yeah, a young adult fiction book, apparently. Yes. So I'm going to give a recommendation before I even start just to like kind of help frame it a little bit. Because right. a lot like your story, there's a ton of people. So this is a lot like a teenage love, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, depending on how celebrated you like Love Actually, you'd be like pissed that I called it that because it's, you know, it's like a teen movie. So right, not the tip top acting of like a Hugh Grant or Alan Rickman or like Laura Linney, but still. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's some good actors and actresses yeah. in it, though. So this is starring Kiernan Shipka, who is this the latest Sabrina, the Teenage Witch on Netflix. Yes. Right. She's also in Mad Men. As uh, she's like a little kid. She's like a child actor. Oh, so they also have uh, Isabella Moner, who's um, Dora the Explorer, the live action Dora. Oh, my God. I don't even know if that came out. I remember <laughs> Joan Cusack, which is awesome and everything. Uh, Shamik Moore, who's the voice of Miles Morales in, in the Spider-Verse. Huh. And he's also in Dope, which he got a lot of accolades for. I always wanted to see that movie. But yeah, I, yeah I know. Me too. Yeah, and uh, Jacob Batalon, who's Ned from the Tom Holland series, uh, Spider-Man series. Uh, yeah, buddy. yeah, the friend yeah, of... The guy uh, in the chair. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, it follows um, predominantly three and a half-ish love stories. <laughs> but uh, It's a little bit less than love, actually, but every character has its own thing going on. So the movie starts with Angie, played by Kiernan Shipka, who's also known as the Duke, which is a cool nickname that... Uh, Tobin, the other character, gave her when they were little kids. But Aww. so that we kind of pan around in the beginning. Uh, Tobin and the Duke are looking at records. Um, Julie Reyes is another character. Uh, finds out that she's been accepted to Columbia from a letter. She's another main character. And uh, Keon, the dude who plays Ned from uh, Spider-Man, is trying to throw a house party at his house because <laughs> his parents are away for the holiday and left him behind. But immediately they were they had to cancel their plans because it snowed so bad like the day before, hence let it snow. <laughs> so, so they, all their plans got canceled and they come back and they find him and he's like about to throw this party and they're pissed. So oh, no. Sucks. There's a character named Dory who's a waitress at the Waffle Town, which is the best place ever, according to this movie. Um, Makes me think of Waffle House. Yeah, but not as, you know. Right. <laughs> um, like the kind of like, town teen hangout yeah 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 where waffle house is amazing but like there's also a lot of like crackheads in a waffle house <laughs> <laughs> it's also like the only places that stay open during like hurricanes yeah, and stuff and don't get me wrong i love waffle house but you know <laughs> there's like a whole thing like surrounding how waffle house is like awesome during like times of turmoil like, like yeah. hurricanes and stuff it goes a little hard on waffle house but yeah. this is not like a waffle house it's more i haven't like, been to waffle house in like over a decade so it's more like um I don't even think we have them in New Jersey. <laughs> no, we don't. No. I would go there to get waffles and crack. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, 
Dory, a waitress at the Waffle Town, <laughs> is with her best friend, Addie, who's obsessed uh, with her phone. And she's like stalking her boyfriend the whole day, who's very clearly going to break up with her soon. Like not answering texts. I was going to say sounds like me, but <laughs> except for the breakup part. Yeah, no. There's Joan Cusack, who's the tinfoil woman, who's like the local oddity, who's also their tow truck driver. Um, there's a huge mystery about the tinfoil she wears, which is like glued to her clothes. It's not like an alien tinfoil hat. It's like a it's like a hat with tinfoil glued to it. It looks like insulation. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of. Uh, they never outright explain the tinfoil either. It's up to you, the reader or watcher, to figure out what it is. Um, hmm. I'm not going to do that because I think I know what it is, but I don't want to ruin it for people if they think about it. Gotcha. So the story takes place on Christmas Eve in Laurel, Illinois, which is like Christmas capital of all these movies like Home Alone. Well, no, it's like a John Hughes kind of vibe, you know, like right. Illinois. And Julie is on a train and uh, she notices this dude, Stuart Bale, drop his phone. And she already knows who he is because he's kind of a famous rising pop star who's chilling out on this train. He like broke out of his tour bus, which was snowed in i guess to like get away from the fame <laughs> so he's like a young man too he's not like you know he's like a teenager ish kind of yeah i think so i don't know the actor was only like 23 i think so he's probably supposed to be like 16 <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> um so Stuart, the pop star mistakes julie as paparazzi when she tries to return the phone to him and uh so she gets offended she's like fiery you know she's got a right. chip on her shoulder we'll find out why later so he tries to apologize, but she's like, nah, uh, the train is stopped by the snow because everything in this town is super snowed in, like roads aren't plowed, all kinds of crazy stuff. So Julie gets off the train to walk home. She's like, F this, I'm out. <laughs> so Stuart joins her and offers to get her lunch at the local Waffle Town. <laughs> of course. Everybody comes to this Waffle Town. Um, it's the hot spot. So the characters Dory, Keon, and another character named Billy work at the Waffle Town. Uh, Keon's super bummed that his party got canceled still, and uh, he's going to stop at nothing to get a new party going. He's a party animal. I was literally just going to say that. Yeah. So Julie and Stuart get to the Waffle Town, and they're, you know, bonding and talking about stuff and getting a feel for one of each other. Outside from the snow, a gaggle of cheerleaders show up uh, to the Waffle Town, (laughs) and Dory reveals to Keon that she's in love with Carrie, one of the cheerleaders who just rolled in, who's played by Anna Akana. She was in... uh, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, which is a YouTube video we love. Oh, I love that. It's a good <laughs> she was one. also in Ant-Man for a second. She was like, huh. yeah, she was at the very end. <laughs> um, so to recap, we have the three love stories in play I was telling you about. There's Tobin and the Duke, Stuart and Julie, and Dory and this girl, Carrie. So <laughs> Dory goes over to the cheerleader table to flirt with Carrie, and Carrie's like, not out and making it seem super awkward and pretending like she doesn't know Dory. Womp womp. Uh, Meanwhile, Tobin plans to tell his friend, the Duke, Angie, uh, that he likes her. And the two are invited to this party held by these twins called the Weston brothers. And also there's this dude, JP, who's like the Duke and Tobin's third wheel. He's like stereotypical, like handsome dude. You know, the Duke could be into him. Like friends with him? Uh, She is, yeah. Okay. He's like a guy from their class that they know. Okay. He's not a bad guy. He's just there. So these Weston brother dudes that they got invited to the party of are like the local jailbird kids who are like always fighting and like causing, <laughs> like raising the hell. Troublemakers. Yeah. So Tobin sees this dude JP as competition 
and uh, embarrasses himself in a game of broom ball with these Weston kids. It's like ice hockey, but with brooms and stuff. And uh, these kids just like lay his ass out on the ice. Like he's kind of Tobin's kind of like a like a goofy guy, like not goofy. He's like a nerdy kind of. I was gonna say he's kind of like a indie probably nerd. me <laughs> like <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> so back at the Waffle Town, <laughs> the cheerleaders find out that Stuart. The pop star guy is there and they're fangirling over him because he's like a famous dude. Julie's nice enough to intercept and confuse some of these girls while he escapes through the window. Like, oh, that wasn't him. You didn't. You don't, right. know, you don't know what you just saw. <laughs> so Julie reveals to Stuart that she got accepted to Columbia University, where we find out about that earlier, you know, with the letter. Yeah. Um, but also that her mom is deathly sick. And uh, if she delays telling Columbia that she's going to go or not, they're going to like null Defy her scholarship. Right. Like if she delays going. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So she's like torn between her sick mother and going to Columbia. Meanwhile, Eddie is out in the snow uh, without a ride and is trying to track down her boyfriend. She gets picked up by the tinfoil hat lady uh, for a ride to Waffle Town, apparently the best place in the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keon figures out that he can have a party at the Waffle Town after they close and tries to give Tobin a pep talk over the phone. That he should forget about this dude, JP, and tell the Duke how he feels. I should probably say at this point, they explain why she's called the Duke. And uh, it's because she was friends with Tobin and like all boys as a little kid. And Tobin wanted her to have a distinguished nickname above all the boys. So she's the Duke. That's really sweet. <laughs> so uh, the Duke, JP and Tobin uh, end up stealing a keg from the Weston party and try to bring it to Keon at the Waffle Town, but end up in a ditch after a car chase. Um, and it's a pretty fun scene to like. <laughs> the, the Dodge Charger. But yeah. Yeah. So Tobin's car is the Griswold family station wagon and the Westons are in a Dodge Charger. So two family, <laughs> two family vehicles. <laughs> a Dodge Charger? <laughs> yeah. So back at the Waffle Town. <laughs> that's like the first half of every sentence I wrote <laughs> in my notes. I mean, like I said, Waffle Town's hopping. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> um Carrie and Dory secretly make out in the bathroom. Mm. But once the other cheerleaders walk in, Carrie's back to ignoring her and stuff. And she's just like, who are you? Why are you So here? she's like trying to hide her true feelings. Yeah. Which, you know, they're teenage girls. I'm sure that's not easy. Yeah. Uh, Julie and Stuart go sledding. Um, they're walking around and they end up at like a sledding patch. And Stuart's like, hey, I'm famous. I'll get us a sled from one of these people. And he goes and does. <laughs> but uh, they wipe out on the sled and Julie like lands in the middle of the road. And there's two like slapstick falls in this movie where like things are romantic and then somebody just eats it. <laughs> like, this is one of them. So she gets in the middle of the road and she's about to get run over by the Weston Dodge Charger who like <laughs> are still following Tobin. But Stuart runs out of left field and tackles her. And it's like the. Oh, hi. Right. Like he like lands on top of her. <laughs> Not directly, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like Nala and Simba. Like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The best I could think of. That's close. Yeah. It's in like every movie ever. Right. Where it's like, <laughs> like there, there's, there's like clearly tension, something yeah. there, but they're like, how do we make this even yeah. more obvious? How do they touch sexually, but not <laughs> accidentally fall on each yeah. other? <laughs> so Tobin, the Duke and JP end up in an abandoned church to get out of the cold. Like they crashed into that ditch. So they're like, oh, we're by this church. Um, and JP says to the Duke some stuff that makes her realize Tobit isn't going to be around forever. Like, oh, he's a nice guy. Once he gets to college, like the ladies will be all up on. So 
Uh, JP realizes that they have feelings and uh, is cool enough to kind of like step back. Like he's not going to be addicted to Tobin, even though Tobin offends the Duke by questioning her about JP like right after that. <laughs> so kind of shot himself in the foot. Yeah. Uh, Addie makes it to the Waffle House. Uh, the Waffle Town. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> she goes to the Sublimable wrong place. messaging. So Addie makes it to the Waffle Town and makes a scene with her boyfriend at the diner. And uh, Dory tries to calm Addie down, but she storms off. Like, and it's, you know, they break up, her and her boyfriend. So her suspicions were, in fact, true. Um, Stuart and Julie go back to her home and uh, meet Julie's mom, Debbie. Stuart's introduced to Julie's grandpa, and they bond over Mick Jagger. Everyone dances um, to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> they're doing their best, Jagger. So while they're dancing, Debbie throws a coughing fit, causing Julie to, like, freak out. Uh, Stuart offers to get Julie a nurse for her mom because he's, you know, rich and like a sweet gesture of kind of like love. But Julie gets offended once again, um, thinking that she's like a charity case. Right, right. But uh, Stuart explains that he's a real person with real problems, too, and has nowhere to go for Christmas and is offering the nurse because he cares about Julie. Like he he puts it in a perspective pretty good for. But um, they're right about to kiss and Stuart's publicist Kira shows up because she located where he is kind (laughs) of. He like ran away from the bus, like I said. And it's Janet from The Good Place. So that's oh, cool. Love her. Yeah, she's funny. Uh, so she's ready to take him back to the hotel. Stuart asks Julie to come with him, but she declines because she's got to stay home with her mom. But, yeah. Family like, first. Yeah. Like, was she going to say? Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Back at the Waffle Town. Dion <laughs> <laughs> and Billy are setting up for the party. So Tobin. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Tobin, who's been sitting in his car in the snow since uh, the weird moment with Duke, is interrupted by her. And she's like, hey, they're going to go back to the party with JP. And Tobin's like, I'm going to wait for the tow truck, a.k.a. the tinfoil lady, and bring the keg to the Waffle Town. Because that's why they stole it in the first place. Yes. Back at home, <laughs> <laughs> Julie's mom convinces her to go to Columbia, saying, when life offers you something special, you take it. Just like someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everyone ends up at Keon's party at the Waffle Town. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the Waffle Town. Yeah. Tobin arrives with the stolen keg and is confronted by the Weston brothers who finally caught up to him. But at this point, Tobin's been having like a crazy weird day. So he kind of goes like Michael Keaton and Batman, where he's like, you want to get nuts? <laughs> and they were like, oh, respect. So they let him go with the keg. Uh, Duke arrives and Tobin confesses his love to her, which she reciprocates. Aww. That's a good scene. Addie returns to the Waffle House and apologized to Dory before because of the rude behavior with the ex-boyfriend thing and brings her a pig that they wanted to buy together. So now Must they have, have been a thing. Little baby pig. And Carrie apologizes to Dory for her hot and cold behavior, kisses her in the open, and the two begin a relationship. Dory and Julie tell each other about uh, their day when Stuart returns, wanting to see Julie again before he left town, so he ditched again. Uh, so Julie and Stuart kiss and make plans to meet in New York when she moves to Columbia. So she's going to go to college. Yay. Keon's party ends up being awesome, despite a DJ that he wanted to get, which is like a subplot that's not super important. But the DJ didn't come. So who cares? And it ends on a happy note. Everybody's got their love. Oh, happy. and Addie runs into JP and like they're about to like get, you know. Yay. Going. So she gets a happy ending, too. Yeah. And uh, that's that. <laughs> what about Tinfoil Lady? Tinfoil lady's chilling, you know. She drives off in her snow, or not snow truck, her uh, tow truck. Yes. Snow she's truck, a, tow truck, well, same know, she's thing. She's like a metaphor, so, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll talk about that more in analysis. Maybe. Wicka wicka. Yes. Waka waka. 
<laughs> You're fried. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's take a quick break and come back with analysis. Great, we're back. So let's get into analyzing these stories. Yeah. Finding the common thread. Yes, especially the thread being Christmas. <laughs> right. A lot. And I mean, these were both love stories. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like definitely a staple for Christmas stuff. Yeah. I mean, look at Hallmark in yeah. general. Like at this point, Hallmark is like synonymous with cheesy Christmas love stories. Yeah, exactly. And like, I feel like they both are cheesy christmas love stories um i mean i would almost argue that most love stories would be cheesy <laughs> or at least have cheesy moments yeah 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 i mean I, I think trying to find like any movie or book that's not cheesy but it's like a love story <laughs> like i can't even think any of any off the top of my head hmm, that's something that the listeners could totally yeah. shout us out for because <laughs> i'm at a blank too <laughs> let us know are there any non-cheesy love stories yeah movies because even like the notebook medium. is like wildly or widely regarded as like one of the best love stories and like homeboy straight up hangs from a ferris wheel <laughs> <That's pretty> <laughs> there's so much cheese in in the notebook yeah <laughs> but i love i eat up the cheese real cheese and cheesy cheese eat up the cheese <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Every Christmas story is more or less about love, even like Die Hard. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, Christmas is kind of about love. Yeah, absolutely. Like they say, Christmas is the time to say, time I, love to say I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, is this copyright infringement? So it might be. <laughs> Oops. Well. But yeah, so I mean, spending the holidays with loved ones is kind of what Christmas is all about, Um, whether that's like a partner or a parent or siblings or friends. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah, everybody in my story, like tries to make love happen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, same with mine. Like I didn't get into all like my subplots, but like basically every character has like some sort of love story going on. Yeah. I mean, obviously Katie and Ben are like the main characters and they have like a natural chemistry from the beginning and like put aside their traditions to be together and spend Christmas together. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of Christmas stories follow the same exact traditions and cliches and patterns. And I think in our two stories, it's obviously okay. Like, people don't want the Inception ending for a Christmas movie. Right. I mean, the thing about Christmas is you want it to be comfort, you yeah. know? Like, Christmas is synonymous with, like, being comfort and coziness yeah. and stuff and traditions. And I think knowing what's coming and what to expect, like, yeah, makes that comfort. I think it's all about like piling on the uh, hype for Christmas morning too. Right. <laughs> like it's all a hype machine <laughs> sometimes. Well, it's like, I don't know. The traditions are like what you do with loved ones and like what makes like your relationship special. It's like things you can look forward to. Yeah. Like, okay. So an example is I always make Christmas cookies with my mom and it's like these like gingerbread cookies that like her whole family is like obsessed with. Yeah. It's like Aunt Donna's Christmas cookies are the best. Like literally everybody's <laughs> like, woo, yeah. gingerbread. And like, I feel like gingerbread cookies, like people are typically like, eh, pass. But like Donna's Christmas ones. cookies yeah, they're are. They're really good. I could attest. Yeah. <laughs> they're very good. And uh, like, actually, it's funny. I just had a cousin the other day. Uh, shout out to Tiffany. <laughs> she was like, listen, you need to make sure you make those cookies and know that recipe because I need that for the rest of my life. Yeah. I was like, all right, Tiff, <laughs> chill. I was like, I actually made them by myself once and it was good. So the cookie hookup. <laughs> the cookie hookup. People go crazy for them. 
but that was like a tradition that I love doing with my mom. Like even now I don't live there. Like we still made time to like make the cookies and spend time together. And we had great conversation. I feel like that's a lot of like where our close conversation comes from is like spending time over cutting out the cookies and baking and stuff. So, I mean, in my story, actually, I'm going to say a quote from it real quick. Ben says to Katie, I'm so glad you're here to share this tradition with me. And it says her smile spoke volumes more. A promise that there'd be more traditions between them. So, I mean, traditions don't necessarily have to be something you do as a kid and then continue through adulthood. It could also be like things you start. Yeah. So, yeah, like as adults, we have our wine and onesie tradition, which is unbreakable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So and. Listeners can feel free to steal this, but we get each other a very nice bottle of wine and onesies. It's not always onesies. Sometimes it's pajamas or we did bathrobes and stuff. We had to switch it up at one point. We had too many onesies. Well, we had like too many onesies (laughs) and I was like, all right, wait, maybe something else that's comfy. An adult shouldn't have this many onesies. But uh, (laughs) And Jeff literally bought me two last year and I was like. I panicked. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) They were both good. Uh, But yeah, those are like traditions that we have. And, you know, going forward, you just pile them on. like. Like my tradition is just to chill out on Christmas. Like I don't want to have any stress or do anything strenuous. Like as long as the tree's up and everything's good, like I don't need anything crazy. Just each other. Yeah. And the love and the magic of Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) It does exist though. I mean, people are just in a slightly better mood around Christmas season. I think with most people, Um, there's a better chance for positive things to happen to you or have a slightly better outlook, you know? I feel like everybody's nicer to each other during the holiday, to an extent, but I don't know. Everybody's like, oh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Like, yeah, you know, sending well wishes. And I feel like normally people are like, have have a good day. Yeah. Like you got to keep a positive attitude. And I think a lot of people in my story went through some shit, but like kept a positive attitude, like Keon trying to make the party work after pissing off his folks with, you know, trying to plan in their absence and. So the magic of Christmas brought, like, positivity. Yeah, exactly. Like, between Stuart and Julie, obviously, too, they were, you know, she starts out very angry, kind of, and, like, got a lot going on and eventually softens up. And It's really similar to Katie in my story, because, yeah. you know, her magic of Christmas was ruined when she was a child, like, between her parents, like, divorce and and the things that she used to do as a child, they like, stopped doing. And Ben, like, helps her to find the magic again like through evergreen like they do the christmas cookie baking like she was so excited about that and decorating the tree and then they built the snowman so it was just like all this match and then you got the magic snow globe (laughs) (laughs) um but there's a really great quote in the story too this actually was a great way of thinking that i like um so it says surprises are great that's why we wrap gifts right we don't just hand them to people surprises are exciting i don't know maybe a little bit of magic and it got me thinking i'm like well, maybe like the magic of Christmas is like having these traditions and but also surprises like, you know, it, a lot of thought kind of going back to last week with our gift giving, like the wrapping the gifts. I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. Like, you know, gifts are like a surprise a lot of times. And I think that's also what people find comfort in knowing they're going to be surprised. And that's kind of adds to that magic of Christmas. Yeah, obviously presents are like a huge tradition <laughs> in Christmas. Um, but I guess in my movie, there aren't really any physical gifts besides the pig that they give each other, Addie. And, but um, yeah, the gifts everybody gives in my movie are emotional. 
Yeah, you know what? I think in my story, too. I was looking for that, too. I was like, this is a Christmas movie, but. The only, I guess there's really, I don't even know if Katie and Ben get each other gifts in this story. I probably probably do off screen. The gift of love. The gift of love. <laughs> that that was their gift. Yeah. Each other. But um yeah, Katie's like kind of constantly surprised about what happens in Ever- Evergreen and that like adds to her magic. Like everything gets better and better each day, it sounds like. Yeah, and like I said before, there's like a weird positivity that you can experience during Christmas season. Almost like it's the movies and the music and the imagery are all designed to keep you from getting stressed out about all the shopping and money or about to spend <laughs> <laughs> yeah like katie's initially really skeptical of evergreen and like thinks that the town's like commercialness of christmas is to like make money yeah and in my movie uh, the whole thing about let it snow is a positive motto like there's nothing you could do so just enjoy it like it doesn't stop anybody like the whole town is snowed in but everybody makes it to the waffle town <laughs> you know like <laughs> always waffle town happy to be out <laughs> i know and, and my story they get snowed in in that blizzard and they make a advent time capsule will be open yeah. 50 years later yeah uh, or did i say movie i meant book we you know what i meant yeah um <laughs> but i feel like the positivity in my story it's just like this kindness and continued generosity you know hannah gives katie a ride in her truck like after knowing her for two seconds and yeah i think there's just like this general happiness in the town that's just katie can't help but become like positive and Enjoy the holiday spirit. So one thing that usually I'm not positive about because I hate getting stuck in the snow, but the snow in my story is like a huge positive thing. Like I was trying to kind of get at like there's something that's just right about snow and Christmas. Like I said before, I usually get annoyed at snow, but I love to watch it fall and stuff like snowing on Christmas is so satisfying. Like when your windshield wipers are going on your car and they like get in tune with the song you're listening to. <laughs> That's the best. I love when windshield wipers Just match satisfying up. to like be, you know, inside and watching the snow come down and it's the Christmas lights and you got your hot cocoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. We actually just had our like first big snowfall in like years almost. Not big. I mean like three inches. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be more, but we ended up getting like three inches, maybe tops. But even just that was nice. It got me off of work. And also I like <laughs> enjoyed watching the snowfall. And like I went and walked to the mailbox just to get outside in the snow. And in this book, I learned actually really something interesting about snow yeah. and like related to Christmas trees. So Henry is the Christmas tree farm owner in the story. And obviously one of the uh, traditions they do is they obviously go pick out a Christmas tree because duh. And Henry explains how the trees create terpenes and terpenes. I like, I don't know any of this. Terpenes? Yeah. So this is a cool science fact. Like an acorn? So terpenes are like, terpenes are aromatic compounds found in most plants and people commonly associate it with cannabis because uh, it has like high concentrations of them but it's also found in other plants such as pine and lavender so pine is in christmas trees so terpenes are released in by trees in warmer weather and they actually may function as a natural mechanism of cloud seeding So cloud seeding, this is all such cool science stuff. I'm so excited. Cloud seeding is a type of weather modification that aims to change the amount or type of precipitation that falls from clouds by dispensing substances into the air. 
that serve as cloud condensation. So basically what Henry explains is that the Christmas trees let off these turbines and it makes snow. <laughs> so like that's how like Christmas trees and snow like are kind of related. Jeez, oh that's a long walk, but that's cool. It's scientific. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that can't be real. So <laughs> after I read the book, it. I was like, huh, wait a minute. And oh I like gosh. looked it up, and I was like, wait, this is real. <laughs> Never knew. You learn something new every day, friends. Oh my god. Even in corny ass Hallmark books. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess to kind of bring it home a little bit, we we'll talk about um kind of the togetherness of the holidays. Uh, unfortunately, this year, obviously, it's very different. People are getting together in smaller groups or not at all. Um, and, you know, everybody's problems are solved by the time they're all together at the party in my story. But if you can't do that in real life, you kind of have to make different um, Christmas traditions, I guess, this year. Or this one time to maybe see people on Zoom or do drive-bys if, you know, there's elderly you know, family members are at risk kind of thing. Or get old fashioned and send a letter. Yeah, but I don't know. That's, I don't, yeah, that's nice. But there's something about seeing your family, I guess, on Christmas or seeing somebody on Christmas that. Yeah. Hard to, hard to break. That's a tradition that's hard to break, I guess. And I know at the beginning of the quarantine and all this, everybody's like, well, this will be gone by Halloween. Yeah. Well, this will be gone by Christmas. And people thought it'd be gone by May. <laughs> People thought it was going to be gone by Easter. And yeah, true. Yeah, it's hasn't happened. But I mean, shout out to uh, the vaccines rolling out. You yeah. know, hopefully we'll have some sense of normalcy back in uh, the by world. Next year, yeah, yeah. They're saying like mid fall things should be mid fall twenty twenty one. Oh wow! Everything okay. should be back to normal. So we heard it here. We're getting first. there. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but back to kind of togetherness. Like in my story specifically. Katie like doesn't want to spend Christmas away from Ben or her mother. So she just kind of decides to like, let's start new traditions. And like, you know, Ben's obviously going to be her future. So she knows that by bringing her mom back to Evergreen, which is also going to be a part of her future, she's like making new traditions and they're all together so they can spend it with the ones they love. Yeah. And um, I guess everybody at the end of my story are going to have new traditions anyway, because now Tobin and the Duke are together and. Like all these other people are together. Yeah, like new relationships kind of yeah, lead you, to new traditions. Absolutely, yeah. Like when we got married, like I feel like now we have a family and yeah, we're we making our we new want. traditions. And <laughs> Let's go dig a yeah. time capsule. <laughs> Maybe we could create our own Christmas time capsule. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll open it every Christmas. Yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like our ornaments are kind of our time capsule. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I like to always get ornaments when I go on vacations of, like, where we go. Like, you know, so we went on our little mini honeymoon to Nashville. So when we opened up our box of Christmas ornaments, I'm like, oh, our Nashville ornaments. Yeah, like, it's like a, it is kind of like a time capsule in yeah, a sense. Yeah, that's very true. The tree does end up coming up. And it's a tradition, and I love it. I don't know. Yeah. I love I love Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, why don't we come back in a second and do our ratings, reviews, and recommendations? Yeah, sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about ratings and recommendations. Uh, I guess I'll kick it off. So I'm going to start with my MVP and my masterpiece scene. Uh, my MVP is Katie and my masterpiece scene is uh, probably the ending when Katie surprises Ben. She's like reading a book 
to the kids of the town and he it's like his favorite Christmas story. So nice. He's like, oh, that's so romantic. Yeah. She's here, my love. <laughs> and uh, in terms of reading, I'm going to go with nice. I yeah. mean, it was a good read. I didn't get emotional about it. And I think <laughs> when I shed some tears, that's how yeah, I know it's a, a sign it's of a, excellence. Yeah. And it like, you know, I was like, oh, OK. Like, you know, it was cute, but I wasn't like emotional nice. about it. Um, and recommendations, I guess I'll go with another recent Christmas love story I read. <laughs> it's called um, The Perfect Love Song, A Christmas Story uh, by Patty Callahan Henry. I also found it at Target, same place where I found this book. So nice. shout out to Target. That's the true MVP of the story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, so my masterpiece scene, I think, is going to be the sledding scene between Julia and Stuart. I thought it's funny how like Stuart just rolls up to this sled like hill and just like oh walks up to somebody and is like, hey, I'm famous. Can I borrow your sled? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, they have a good couple lines back and forth before they go on the sled. That's like more of like a hidden meaning type thing. Like, I Aww. think uh, it's good to like watch the movie to kind of get those scenes instead of me kind of explaining them. And I think the MVPs, I like the Duke. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> I don't know. She'd definitely be like one of my friends back in the day. So that's cool. And uh, Julia, I thought, had a pretty good arc. And um, yeah, I thought her story was like the most fleshed out and interesting. Like you get to see more of her life than like anybody else. Yeah, I was going to say like you see her family and yeah, so ambitions and stuff. Exactly. And uh, for rating, I'd actually give this a very nice. <laughs> I dig this movie. I like this one. It's, <laughs> it's short. Yeah, it's only like an hour and a half. It's short. It's, you know, sweet. I, I don't know. The acting isn't like amazing, but I think it'll be on my uh, Christmas watch list if they keep it say, on Netflix for a while. Yeah, I would definitely continue watching it every one. season. Yeah. So and uh, my recommendation, obviously, is Love Actually. It's kind of the same idea where there's a bunch of side stories that eventually make up, you know, back to the Waffle Town. So, <laughs> um, and uh, other than that, basically, uh, any Christmas movie really will do the trick. <laughs> it's very true. I can think yeah, of yeah. like a whole bunch. Any Hallmark Christmas movie I think will do. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's our show for today. We want to thank you guys for coming back with us. Um, hope you had a good time. Hope you're in the spirit of Christmas. This will be dropping on the 23rd, right? Yes. So, yeah, so Christmas is almost here. <laughs> Hopefully you You'll guys wake are- up tomorrow and it's Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening to this on the way to or from whatever you're doing. Obviously, stay safe and take care of one of each other. Have an awesome holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that jazz. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Have a good one.